Here we go again this week. A lot has happened. A lot is still going to happen. And a lot is happening uh, in our sporting field. I don't want to talk about Mponchan this week. And the less said about selling, the better. But National Under-23 team, uh, they progressed to the last round of the qualifiers where they're going to meet the DRC next year in March before qualifying for the continental last eight for the Olympic qualifiers. What an an uninspiring performance from the under-23 team uh, when they were playing a Togo on Sunday. We'll talk about that one uh, with uh, Daniel, uh, my uh, co-pilot, as always. There's also the, the big one this weekend, the MTN8 final. Should Mbonjani come back after his great performance against Keza Chiefs? only to be undone, undone by uh, that moment of brilliance. Not moment of madness, moment of brilliance uh, from Yusuf Mart. Sundowns ladies kick-starting their uh, campaign to defend their title with the win on Monday. The second game is on Thursday, and the last one is on Sunday. And I'm hopeful that they will progress to uh, the semifinals. Or, yeah, of, of the African CAF Champions League next weekend. This is another episode of Team Spirit Podcast, proudly brought to you by City Press, your weekly one-stop sporting analysis podcast without fear, favor, or prejudice. We, as I said, look at the weekend that was, we look at what's happening, what's coming. But as always, I'm not alone as we're still celebrating our 40th year. In his 40th uh, year as well, I'm sure he's over 40 by now, uh, with more than 20 years of, of experience on and off the field. He's also known as the 12th man, Daniel, a.k.a. Trombis Mutuagai Madumera. Dumela, Team Spirit, and as always, thanks for having me here. I've got the Tegetiam Esanzi. Let's start with Sundowns, their performance against the Nigerians, this Sundowns ladies team. On Monday, getting their rustiness out of the way, winning their first game uh, in Morocco. Uh, how confident are you that they can go all the way and defend their title? Well, yeah, the signs were there. Uh, I think the the Nigerian team played very well. Uh, uh, Bayesla, uh, is it Bayelsa? Bayelsa Queens, yes. From Nigeria, I think they really gave Sundowns a... Uh, somehow a good start that they needed because, uh, you know, watching that game, it provided some heart-stopping moment towards the end. I mean, the Nigerians were all over sundowns trying to sneak in uh, that equalizer. But uh, yeah, our girls, by the way, they are representing South Africa. They're carrying our flag. They stood their ground well. And I think, uh, yeah, that's what they needed to show that uh, I think the standard has uh, improved. There are no pushovers now in women's football. So going into the second game, they will make sure because uh, uh, I think coming up against the Egyptians as well, they are in their own territory. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. But yeah, sundowns from the way in which they played, their structure and, and everything else, they seem to be still a team to beat because uh, I think they've played for the longest time enough for them to 
to really have that cohesion, which is quite important. Obviously, this is what we had expected. That is not going to be a walkover. Uh, we saw from the African Women's Championship, also in Morocco, how Banyana fared, and then, uh, but ultimately winning the tournament. But still on continental football, the under-23s, one leg into the final uh, of the African Olympic qualifiers. Next on their menu is DRC, sometime next year in March. But the big question, we still don't have a full-time coach. Does this really work? No, it doesn't because, I mean, your Olympic team is quite a very important step in the development of your national teams because you expect players from uh, from that phase to be your future Bafana Bafana players. But the question is, I mean, why are we are we treating this as a, as a part-time job? It's like uh, uh, we are competing for my Manipiri games, Phyllis games, where you just pick a team and go and play and see. Uh, see what happens because remember the unfairness in all this process is that sometimes you pick these players yes they will do well and then come the actual tournament then you you'll start looking at the PSL people who were not part of the initial qualification process now they get dumped out when you pick your final team uh, uh, for uh, for the Olympics so this thing it needs uh, the whole relook. I think it's about time Hugo Bros gets involved in, in, in all this with his technical team. That is if he does have a complete technical team there uh, at Bafana. But yeah, you are right, team spirit. We can't just have uh, treat this as, you know, a side project. Like a distant cousin, they always say, fair play. But we know that fair play doesn't exist. It only exists on paper. Uh, you rightfully say, we've seen it before, it's not the end, it's still going to happen that all those who would have done all the hard work, uh, uh, sacrificed their time, uh, leaving their clubs, will be nowhere to be seen when it's time to reap the rewards at the end after we have qualified for uh, the Olympics, uh, the next uh, Olympics in 2024. But it is what it is. Enough of... of International football, locally, just a quick rap on what happened at the derby. Yusuf Mart, brilliance. Siabon Gamponjanis, brilliance. Denying Chiefs, two clear cut chances in the first half, only to be undone by that wonder goal. Well, Team Spirit, I was there, you know, watching that game, and uh, my focus entirely was on. Uh, you know, how the two coaches got their tactics right, especially defensively, because, you know, until that point, uh, you couldn't fault any of the defensive units of the two sides, because I think even yourself, Team Spirit, you wouldn't have thought that a goal will come from that far. But um, I still remember a player like Yusuf Mart. These are some of his trademarks. It was just a reminder because I think at some point when he was still at Sikuku, he once scored from halfway line. So it really looked like that. This is his craft. He has just introduced himself on that big stage of the derby. And like you rightfully said, Mponchani had a blind of a game until that point when, you know, like anyone else, no one thought the goal will come from that position. And 
you know, what a way to settle it. Otherwise, that game was heading for a goalless draw, I'm telling you. Hey, did you see Refrosler, how he encroached into the game, even before the game was awarded? <laughs> yes, uh, for sure, because, uh, you know, even for the poor Mponchan, you know, he looked at the flight of the ball and that moment he thought, no, this was just going to be over the bar, only for him to turn into a sensational meme now, you know. Everyone who's fast asleep now is called Mponchan. Oh, the poor guy. Uh, uh, goalkeepers, uh, he must ask Kune how to deal with these memes. Uh, last day it was Kune after that penalty by sundowns. Uh, just a, a few weeks ago, it was Andile Jali, Andile Mpishani. <laughs> uh, this Twitter thing is going to kill us a real death. Eh? I am telling you, so it's all about falling. Remember the hashtag, something must fall. Now everyone is falling all over the show on the PSL stage. The big one on Saturday, the MTN8 final, Wafa Wafa, winner takes all. Everyone is going to the final with the same thing to lose. Them and us. Should Parrot stick with Mponjani after that howler? Yes, for sure. Uh, I will stick with Mponchani because, uh, like I say, it was only that one moment when he was caught off the line because uh, what really happened before that goal was scored, no one thought anyone would have scored from that position. But overall, if you look at his performance against Chiefs Mponchani, especially uh, on those one-on-ones, I mean, he proved... Um, uh, many people wrong because I personally, for one, I thought he was not the one for the big stage. Remember, like Mponchani has let Pirates down a number of times, especially, uh, I mean, you look at those 1v1 situation, it's not really that good as a short stopper uh, uh, with those moments. Sometimes he, he finds it difficult to deal with crosses. But I think during the derby, he got everything right to be to be assured a, a, a position in the starting lineup in the final. Because surely as a coach, how do you risk Ofori, who has missed, I think, uh, three, four games now, and then in that once-off, and then you risk going uh, with a goalkeeper who lacks proper match fitness. But why was he not named man of the match? That's my question exactly, because... Even on that particular day, I still believe a player like in Jabulo Blom or even Nkosing Pile Ngobo, they really stood out in that Chiefs play on the day, especially Njabulo Blom, who was assigned to kill anything that would have linked Saleng and Erasmus. The final, Usutu versus the Buccaneers. We saw Fortroza finally breaking his duck, winning his first game since he came to the PSL at the beginning of the season. The two games, how many months? I, I lost count at four months to win his first game in the final against Riviero. Who, where's your money on? This one, uh, Spirit, it's... Um you know, a cup final, a cup final always brings about miracles. We've seen before, Pirates have been in the final before against, uh, let me take you back, uh, back in the day, they lost twice in a cup final to Platinum Stars. 
and we've seen previously how the so-called uh, the Davids flood the Goliaths in the, uh, in a cup final. So Pirates, Pirates must go to Deben with a caution that, you know, that Amazulu team won't just be a pushover considering the experience they have in their lineup. And remember, it's a team that is hungry for silver where they last won a cup way back in 1992. But maybe Pirates will draw inspiration from the fact that the last time ever they've lifted a cup was the MTN8. You know, my heart says a shock will happen in that final. You know, this Fortloza boy, I think that's where his luck is going to be. If you put the two coaches, the two clubs together, who is under the most tremendous pressure? Is it Pirates, especially after losing to, in the derby? Or is it Amazulu, who have a point to prove after spending so much money on the transfer market? You know, l uh, let's be honest, Spirit. Uh, Amazulu, they've got nothing to lose. I mean, it's a team that is uh, in a process of awakening uh, the sleeping giant. So with Pirates, the pressure is always there. I mean, expectation is that uh, this is the moment where Jose must, uh, you know, appease the club supporters by winning his first assignment in a cup final. And uh, yeah, you know, coming from a, a defeat in a, in a big match like uh, Soweto Derby losing to your rivals, that's the only way to redeem yourself by winning a cup final. I always say, I don't know where my money is on. All I know is that it's the winner takes all. Somebody's going to be 8 million rand richer come Saturday at Moses Mabida. I think that's all we had for, for this week. Don't forget that from next week again, we are here, same place, same time. We're bringing you all the hits, misses, and predictions from all the sporting field every week so for for more simply visit our website citypress.co.za for more sporting stories and join the conversation on all our social media platforms